What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Border Sports Podcast. I am Michael Williams here with my good friend, Michael Kano. What's up, buddy? Hello, everyone out there. Border What's Sports up? Podcast. The Border Sports Podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, the Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is brokered by Keller Williams of Amarillo. Thank you, Plumley Real Estate Group. Yeah, I'm so used to you saying that. Yeah. I know, bro. I guess. Brokered by Keller Williams. Yeah. You need a house, go find them. Plumbing will help you out. Hit him up. Yeah. Hit him up. All right, man. What do we got going on this week? We got a lot of stuff. How was your weekend, dude? It was really good. It was cold. It was cold. It's still was, cold. Yeah. I was kind of like trying to figure this weather out, you know, because we go sure. from super hot to cold. Yeah. I'm like, where's fall? Yeah. Just give me some fall. I grew, up, I grew up in the desert, man. So when it's like this cold, my yeah. body is like. Shut down. It's like, no, dude. No. I went into Les's office like an hour and a half ago. I was like, just as a joke, I was like, hey, do you think we could like work something out where like maybe I work at a church over there in California during the winter and then I just come back here when it's not cold? Yeah. But I don't think I don't think that was an option. So we used to live next to some neighbors that they would they would move oh, during yeah. the wintertime. They'd go to Arizona. Oh yeah. Well that, that was a thing where I that I grew up in a small town in there. And so we were like 20 minutes from this town in Arizona called Quartzsite. Uh-huh. And so Quartzsite is like Snowbird Central. Okay. Man. And so like during the winter there, all the snowbirds come down there. Yeah. And it like Quartzsite goes from like a town of like 10,000 to like a town of like 150,000. <laughs> because all the snowbirds are there. Sure, and they, yeah. They're all, there's just that, like hundreds and thousands of RVs just parked in the desert as far as you can see there's tons of rv parks and stuff there and all just so our church would like grow in the winter because yeah. all the snowbirds would come yeah and then like they'd all leave in this like when it started <laughs> to, they'd all go back up to like washington or sure the cold places idaho idaho and iowa whatever. so all the regular townies are they like just big in recreation and mm-hmm. they're gonna work pretty hard for a few months out of the year yeah, and for then- sure the rest of the time, they're like, hey, we'll just wait until the smoke, snowbirds come back. Yeah, pretty much. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It's not a bad gig. No. No, I guess not. Well, speaking of Arizona. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I got the World Series going on. The Your series Rangers. has started. MLB World Series. It has. And we are seeing two teams that I don't know if everyone expected this matchup to be the final two teams. I certainly didn't. And I've been following the Diamondbacks all year. Yeah. I definitely didn't expect them to be. In the playoffs, but it's really cool uh, seeing a lot of like the guys on on the Diamondbacks, like mm-hmm. the young players who like we've we've seen play sure. over in Amarillo. Yes, uh, for the Sod Poodles, the last like two seasons or so, like Saul Frank is in their bullpen. Yeah, like contributing in the playoffs. Like we saw him pitch earlier this summer. Sure, this spring and summer in in Amarillo, like. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I got a notification on my phone. I got an email notification from the Sod Poodles about buying some hats and jerseys and stuff like that. And I'm sure. like, we're <laughs> playing the Rangers. What? Right. I'm right. so torn right now. I don't sure. know what to do. So happy for these guys. Yeah, well, I got my Diamondbacks sweatshirt I'm, on. No, I'm sitting here looking at it I right now. I got my now. Diamondbacks hat on right it's now. It's like staring at me hardcore. Yeah, I saw, well, when I saw you, y'all last night, we, our church had a thing. And I saw you last night and saw Abby. And I was like, hey, Abby, you like my hat? <laughs> she's like no <laughs> it was the first thing I saw when I looked at you I looked up at your head and yeah. I was like oh I yeah. see what you got going yeah. on right there yeah it's a cool hat though I like it the Rangers Les and I were talking about this the Rangers need to redo their logo you think so they need an update man it's kind of boring <laughs> we'll anyway. see what happens after this series yeah I might get 
shot in Texas for saying something like that, but I don't know. I don't know about all that. Anyway, y'all need a new logo. Well, let's be honest. Let's be honest. The Rangers don't have like a historic run of anything. So it's like you could make a change and theoretically there's not going to be anyone holding on to it too hard. Do you feel like uh, this series, I was thinking about this, Uh like it doesn't feel like that intense of a World Series just because like I feel like these two teams don't have like any history with each other. Sure, exactly. Yeah, it's not like, it's not like, eh, that's the Diamondback. Eh, it's the Rangers. Like, we want to win. Yeah. But it's not a historic tension for sure. Yeah. But this is a series Maybe it'll that, start one. This is a series <laughs> that right now I'm thinking, this is going to go to seven. Like, oh yeah, I think anyone so. could, could make yeah. a okay. So recap as we're as of today, the series is tied at one game apiece. Yes. So you have game one, which was a thriller, and game and I three love tonight. Any time that there's a game one, yeah, it's a thriller. It's just it's going to set the stage for the yeah. entire series. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then it's capped off by a walk off homer in the eleventh by El Bombi Garcia, who's stepped up his game big time in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Real talk. Yeah. Uh, I was watching game one. Uh huh. And. As soon as the Rangers tied the game, I think I watched. I think I watched the t- most of the tenth inning. Yeah, and then uh, I turned it off. <laughs> Seager hits the two-run home run in the ninth. Yeah, send it into the extra innings, uh-huh. and then we go past the tenth. We're going into the eleventh. You turned it off. I turned it off. Did you get too nervous? Uh, I just, I just said the Rangers are going to win this game. <laughs> it was tied, and. And I'm not here for it today. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch the end. I know the Rangers are going to win. I just sure. know it. I, I don't need to see it. I just don't need to see it. It was, you know, it was past my bedtime. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. No, actually, we'll we did have to get up. We did have to get up super early the next day. Okay, so that was part of it. Gotcha. But I was also like, it's like if the if I had this feeling that like the Diamondbacks are going to win and I have to get up early, it's okay. Yeah. But it's like the Rangers are going to win and I'm going to have to get up early. That's so funny. I don't need it. I don't need it. But game two was a different story. Yeah, I bet game two was different was for you. And that's <laughs> completely different for me because I'm like, I'm seeing this game slip away, especially in the eighth inning. Sure. You have Merrill Kelly staying hot on the mound, 16 hits later. Yeah. Diamondbacks take a 9-1 win, and you could see this happening in the eighth inning. Mm-hmm. And so I forced myself to watch this whole thing. Sure. Even when it was slipping. <laughs> I mean, just like it's it's almost torturous. Yeah. But you got to just sit there and watch yeah. it through. because yeah. You never know what's going to happen. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm not like, I don't normally do that. I'm not normally one of those fans who will turn off the game mm-hmm. if we're losing. Like, I I can sit through it. I can take it. You know, it's just sports. It's not, I mean, it is torture sometimes. Yeah. Uh, not real torture, but. Not actual torture. Know. Yeah, it's just, I just, that night, I just was like, eh. I'm done with this. I'm done. <laughs> also, like the Diamondbacks aren't my number one team. Yeah, they're like they're not your Giants. They're not the Giants. You know, if it was the Giants, now that I will say, uh, that was like when the Giants were going through those World Series runs mm-hmm. in ten, twelve, and fourteen. Those were some intense, intense uh, games and series. Too. Sure, most of them. Uh, obviously, the one against the Rangers was pretty easy. But um, anyway, uh, <laughs> shaking your head, hardcore. Uh, but like, 
Like in 14. Yeah. That World Series against the Royals went 14 games. Or 14 games. In 14, it went seven games. Yeah. And it was like the most intense World Series I can ever remember watching. But with, like the Giants had this motto through this motto through all those years. And it was like they had these Giants shirts with the Giants logo on it. And it just said, torture. <laughs> it's torture. Like, mm. it was just like, this is torture. Yeah. But we're here for it. Like, we're going to yeah, sit through sure. it. Yeah, yeah, Because we yeah, won. Yeah. And it, but it's like, it's like every pitch. That's the thing about playoff baseball. And it's the same for everybody. It's yeah. like, playoff baseball. There's nothing like playoff baseball. No. Every pitch matters. Every pitch is so intense. Like, you can just feel the amount of pressure on these guys on the mound. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. and that's why I was pretty, I was pretty impressed with Kelly the other night. Like he just stayed cool, calm, collected, mm-hmm. pitched through trouble. Even when he was in a trouble situation, just pitched mm-hmm. through it, you know, cause then your guys are going to make a play. You have the barehanded dad gum, that ball, Christian Walker, ball, that ball that, that bounced Walker. off first yeah, base. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, they're going to make these kind of plays. So it, it's big time ball and you can just see mm-hmm. the pressure on them. Now, I think it's going to ramp up. I do, because I think this is a series that can go seven. For We're sure. going to see what happens as we go to the desert now. Mm-hmm. That To me, this is going to be a big question. Yeah. And there's different questions from the series. My yeah. biggest question is, will the Rangers lose on the road? Yeah. Well, by the time this comes out, we'll all have already had game three and game four. Sure. Yeah. So we'll see... We'll see what it what it looks like. We'll see what happens. Yeah, the series will be over by the time we record next week, most likely. Uh, we'll know. Probably, yeah. It yeah. will be. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll know. Should we make a bet or something? Like a friendly bet or something? <laughs> no. Fandom. And <laughs> fandom is one of our themes of the day. We're going to have yeah, some fandom. special guests later on in the show talking about fandom in the NFL. But Sweet. You never know what's going to happen here. Yeah. I'm We're main friends. It. One way or the oh, other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The pro- the podcast is not going to break up over the World Series results. <laughs> no. No, we're good. No, we're not. All right. What do we got coming up? Uh, what's going on with Borger Sports? Well, let's talk a little bit about the rundown. Let's now, do we're it. in a transition phase. We've talked about that. I know that the girls' basketball team did scrimmage this weekend in Toya. Don't have any stats or anything like that. Sure. On there. They're just now starting to fill out their team now that transitioning from volleyball over. And uh, cross country over, but we did have a little bit of of uh, golf going on this weekend. Our boys played in the South Plains Shootout this weekend in Hobbs, New Mexico, and it was a a lot of great teams over there. Twenty three team field. Uh, Midland Legacy ended up coming out in first place, shooting five eighty seven over two days. The Borger team finished in fifteenth place, shooting six eighty five mm. over two days. But saw some really great competition there uh, for team golf. So. Great job to the guys for getting out there and playing hard. And yeah. then we did have a football game on we Friday did. night at Ranger Stadium sure. in Ockletree County, Perryton, Texas. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we have a tough time anytime we play at Ranger Stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that Perryton is much like we, what we saw with game one, very similar to like a Denver City. Sure. Just a hard playing team. Tough. And uh, yeah. You're going to play, you know, the 11 guys on the field. You're going to play a few of the striped guys on the sidelines as well <laughs> out on the field. So, you know, we ended up losing the game 41 to 14. Uh, currently, Borger Bulldogs are four and five overall and one and two in district play. But, you know, tough night. I, I think mm-hmm. we, we had some really good spots and uh, there were some spots we gave us some big plays, you know, and you, you lose 41 to 14. Yeah. I don't know. Not too, not too pleased with some of the calls. I'll say that. Sure. I didn't. Uh, I'll just have to go off your judgment on this game totally because I just 
didn't watch any of it, but uh, yeah, man, it's just that's tough to hear. We we yeah. talked about this earlier in the season, and I think I even said this out loud. It was like I need clarification on what a hold is. I do. I need yeah, clarification we do. on what a hold because the Perryton there was a there was a few players from Perryton mm-hmm. that if you go back and watch the game film jerseys are getting ripped off of our kids to the point of frustration. I mm-hmm. mean, egregiously holds and, and they're not getting a mm-hmm. call. And this is this is why I have a question about it. Why is it every time we're at Bulldog Stadium, it's usually a pretty close game, but anytime we're north at Rangers Stadium, there's a wider margin of victory. Sure. It doesn't make sense to yeah. me. Well, even at our home games, dude, I've... Because, you know, I'm up there spotting for you. Oh, yeah, So sure. I'm watching the line play with binoculars yes. from up there. So I... I can see what's going on with those binoculars. Yeah. And same thing, dude, even at home. Yeah. I'm like, I'm same thing. It's like, how are these referees who are standing right there? I feel like all year, the other teams we've been playing have been getting away with, with holding mm-hmm. on a level that like is troubling to me. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. I just don't understand. Do I not know? Have I not watched football my whole life and I, I don't know what holding is? Yeah, I know exactly what it's, you're saying. Yeah, sure. I, I, and we know baffling. that they're not going to catch everything. Sure, but, but it's like it when just, it's the whole game. When a kid gets in a headlock and gets thrown down or in a jujitsu, a receiver throws you down in a jujitsu move, hip throw, you're just kind of like, mm, I don't know if that's legal in <laughs> right. the modern game. Right. But it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, not to take anything away from him at all. Perryton played a tough game. Julian Cervantes is a great player for their team, and we knew that going into this. If you're going to guard any one guy and make sure he does not have a good night, it is number 14. Do not let Julian Cervantes come open. And we let him come open too much, you know. Mm-hmm. I think he ended up having four touchdowns on the night and stuff like that. Right. So, uh, they did a really good job. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, at the same time, Seminole beats Leveland mm-hmm. this weekend. So that was good for us because that pretty much guarantees us a yeah. spot in the playoffs. Right. So we are guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. And then after this next Friday night, we're going to figure out where and how and what. What seed are we going to be? You know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And we're coming up against a tough team. We're going to be playing the West Plains Wolves. And I know we usually talk about that in the come up, but we might as well talk about it right now. Sure. But, uh, you know, you're playing the West Plains Wolves who are currently, what, 7-1 and one overall, first place in district, mm-hmm. but their only loss early in the season to Bushland. Sure. You know, and so right now they're 3-0 and in district play. They're rolling. They're the team to beat. Does that mean they're a little confident going into this game? Does that mean there's any weakness? They don't have a lot of weaknesses. Mm-hmm. They're a very difficult team. We're going to have to play perfect football. You have to play the perfect game in order to win this game coming yeah. up on Friday night. And to be honest, I mean, even if we play the perfect game, it might. It may, not, I mean? it may still not. Yeah, work yeah. That, it's one of those teams where they they just they're playing. They're rolling right now. Even if you play the perfect game, it still might not be enough. But if you can you know play I mean? that game, even if it comes out on, let's say you come out on a loss on this game. Sure. If you play this game to a level and degree where your team finds something about themselves to overcome, that can bleed over definitely into the playoffs. Because right now, if we go into the playoffs as a number four seed, you're playing another district's number one seed. Sure. And you're going to have to be on top of your game. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So with all of the great things that we've done this year, with all of the great strides that we've made, I think we've Mm -hmm. made huge strides this year. I think with our players, with their discipline, um, with our understanding of the game, 
we're, we're making strides. We still have a long ways to go. Yeah. You know, and I, I think our kids have done a great job. And and this is hopefully going to be a catalyst season that just starts their turnaround for Border, Border Bulldog football. Yeah, that's the hope right there. I think so. Yeah. And I think you're seeing it, you know. Oh, absolutely. I think even just somebody like your average casual fan who goes to the games on Friday nights. Sure. You could see there's something different this year. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's not 100% reflected in the record. Yeah. But... The culture's changed. Absolutely. And for the better. You can tell. Yeah. Our, our so. coaches are addressing issues that need mm-hmm. to be addressed. Yeah. You know, if you have a personal foul, if you have a penalty, if you have a late hit, if you have something like that, our coaches aren't turning a blind eye. Sure. They are addressing it. They're 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 holding our kids accountable. Mm-hmm. And, and let's be honest, isn't that the big picture here whenever we get down to it? Mm-hmm. You want to build young men of character, young men who can take these skills that they're learning and then apply them one day when they're husbands, whenever they're fathers, whenever they're working in a job one day. Yeah. And I, I feel like we have really good men at the helm that are doing that. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. All right. Well, what else we got coming up? We are kind of touched on the football game coming up. We've got yeah, we've got basketball starting soon. Basketball starting up soon. And so yeah. speaking of basketball come, starting up soon, Frank Phillips College basketball is already kicking off. So this weekend, the men's team is going to host the Border Chamber of Commerce Classic. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see Redlands Community College and Lamar Community College coming to town this weekend. I think they're playing on Friday night and Saturday night. Okay. So if you get a chance to go out to the BCAC Activity yeah. Center, Get out there and support sure. the Plainsmen. And then the FPC Lady Plainsmen, they're going to be traveling this weekend on Friday night. They're going to Northern Oklahoma College in Enid for basketball action. That's awesome. So, Sweet. And, and you know that the Plainsmen, the Lady Plainsmen, they bring it. They the, do. Those games get ruckus. Do they? BCAC. I actually have not gone to one of the Lady Games. I need to go to one this year. Oh, they do a good job. I've got, I went to a ton of the men's games last yeah. year. So, Well, you know, we were, we'd, I'd see you there. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about basketball season. For I am sure. too. For sure, man. Yeah, kind of a little bit of a new beginning. A lot of new players. Yeah. You know, I know and mm-hmm. that happens at the at the junior college level, but a lot of new players, mm-hmm. new coaches here. Mm-hmm. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. I'm excited to see how it goes. Absolutely. Uh, just, I mean, just a little housekeeping mm-hmm. while we're here. Just a little behind the scenes stuff on the thing because I, I, I forgot to ask you. It's like, well, I mean, we're going to be having a Borger High School basketball preview coming up here in a week or two, right? We are. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So be listening for that. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Girls have already started practicing a little bit here. The mm-hmm. boys will start practicing on Wednesday is when basketball season, I think, opens up officially. Sweet. <coughs> so we'll be looking at a preview, uh, talking about what to expect, talking about some of the players, mm-hmm. and talking to our coaches as well to get an outlook on the season. All right. Yes, yeah, so guys, stay tuned. Stay plugged in. Basketball season come up. We'll have some awesome basketball preview stuff next week or the week after we'll we'll get it out to you we're yeah. really excited about it i love basketball man oh i know i know the suns are already two and one so <laughs> let's go uh, anyway. your sons oh dude i love them i love them so much might need to might need to do some hard work before the lord i might love them too much but anyway uh, basketball season Best oh, yeah. time of the year. Best did time you, of the year. Did you love the Suns whenever Barkley was on there? Yeah, dude. That was the, that's when he like, was the season MVP. And yeah, I, so I was Michael Jordan. I was like seven, personally. eight years old when that happened. Yeah, and so that was like just my dad was a huge Suns fan. Yeah, and we lived in Tucson at the time. Mm-hmm. So Tucson's considered part of like the Suns market. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. an hour and a half away from Phoenix. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, dude, like I just was in it, like. 
that that young impression, my stomach is growling, it's lunchtime, I'm so hungry. I don't know if the microphone picked that up or not. Uh, but uh, uh, the Suns, man, that was like my my first sports love was the Suns. That's why yeah. I care so much. Like, I think that first year I was really at that age where I like understood basketball and loved basketball. Um, part of it too is that I grew up in Tucson, like those kindergarten through like and so like Arizona Wildcats basketball was the thing in Tucson like sure everything was in into it and so like my kindergarten teacher her son was like the manager uh-huh. of the Arizona Wildcats okay and so like we got to like go to the McHale Center and course so I was like they freaking crammed basketball down our throats yeah in kindergarten and yeah. so by the time I was like second or third grade in the Suns I loved basketball already it was like yeah the Suns were good and I loved Kevin Johnson. I loved Dan Marley. And then when they got Charles Barkley in that trade, it was like, here we go. And then it was just like, you got a chance. Oh yeah. And then, so like my first real sports heartbreak was like eight years old when they lost in the finals to Michael Jordan and the Bulls. And I hated Michael Jordan, dude. Hated him. Yeah. I mean, he just happened to be at a time where he was just and I cried. playing the greatest of all time. It was time. like the first time I cried over a sporting event. I was like eight years old. <laughs> It's like, man. Yeah. But you know the last time I cried over a sporting event? I'll tell you that. Sports <laughs> fandom is a real thing. It is. You yeah. know, it, you, it becomes ingrained into us. There's mm-hmm. something about it. Mm-hmm. And after the commercial break, we're going to be talking to a couple of guys yeah. who've been dealing with the same sports fandom their entire life. Yep. We'll get a unique perspective on them. Yeah. Kano's going to have a conversation with them. With Brandon Harris and Nick Mears awesome. coming up after the commercial break. All right. We would like to thank the Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is the official sponsor of the Borger Sports Podcast. Are you looking to sell your current home or property or on the hunt for your dream home? Look no further than Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is your trusted partner in finding the perfect property for you and your family or selling your current home in the competitive real estate market. Plumley Real Estate Group's agents, Jodina Plumley, Lindsay Vinson, and Mike Lynn Reese, understand that buying or selling a home is a significant decision and they are here to make the process as smooth and stress-free as possible. Plumley Real Estate Group's team of dedicated and knowledgeable agents will guide you every step of the way from listing your home or browsing listings to closing the deal. Join the many satisfied homeowners and sellers who have worked with Plumley Real Estate Group. Contact Plumley Real Estate Group online today at plumleygroup.kw.com to schedule a consultation. Plumley Real Estate Group is brokered by Keller Williams of Amarillo. And we are back from the commercial break. And two very special guests in the studio with us today. So we've been talking about fandom today earlier and Michael and I having a discussion about the World Series. We are changing that a little bit here we're going to start talking a little bit about NFL fandom and two of the biggest fans that I know I had to get them on the show for today, both Borger Bulldogs, both super competitive and both loyal to their teams, Brandon Harris and Nick Mears in the studio. Guys, thanks for coming on Borger Sports Podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. us. Thanks for having us on. I know that y'all really wanted to come. It was really, <laughs> Nick was looking so forward to this for the last two weeks. Oh, so. yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so guys, we're talking a little bit about NFL fandom. We're talking about what does that mean to really be a fan 
in the NFL. And you guys couldn't be more polar opposites. And I think that's what interested me about bringing y'all on today. Nick, a very typical in our area, Dallas Cowboys fan. And then Brandon, not so typical, Philadelphia Eagles fan. Division rivals and great friends. How to explain this to me? How does how does this happen? Oh man, childhood friends. I guess thirty five years now we've been friends. Um, you know, for me as an Eagles fan, I grew up in. I went to school in French until fourth grade. Yeah, tell us this story. How how and does so, that happen? How do you become an Eagles fan? See, I had the hard road. Nick had it easy because Cowboys <laughs> fans are they inherit their team from their parents, <laughs> just like uh, politics true. or religion. You know, you're a Cowboys fan because Dad was. So for an Eagles fan, it's a tough, especially in Texas. But I grew up an Eagle until fourth grade. And so um, favorite color was green. And then the old those old books with the players that had the huge helmets for heads. Can't remember what they were called when we were kids. I was just fascinated with those. And then there was a green eagle, so I'm like, yeah, I'm an Eagles fan. And then just happened to be personality wise, just I fell right where I should. It, just, <laughs> it, just, it, fit. Oh. it was because of your brotherly love, right? Yeah. That's exactly That's what, what it is. is. So then I move here the next year in fifth grade and meet Nick, and we become good friends. And and he took advantage of that. The friendship. rivalry was born. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, where does yours originate from? Was it passed down? Was oh, it tradition? To- totally passed down. My dad's a huge Cowboys fan, and I mean. 80s it was it was tom landry it was tony dorsett i mean that's just what it was yeah. growing up and you know those weren't the best years you know we weren't winning a lot in the 80s you know no, san francisco 80s, yeah. you know but sure. we're still still big fans and through the transition of the the glory years as brandon calls them for the cowboys in the 90s there <laughs> and uh yeah just that's just what it was just kind of passed down and i mean we talk about fan nick Named his daughter Landry. <laughs> uh, okay, that Tom is true. That, that, we know, yeah. As yeah. soon as we knew that was the, the name, yeah, we little, knew where that came little, from. A little bit of truth there, but that's amazing. Yeah. So how how has this friendship lasted thirty five years as division rivals? So how does this work? the The truth is, is that Brandon is just as hard on the Eagles as a non-Eagle fan would be, and I'm just as hard on the Cowboys as a non-Cowboy fan would be. Mm. I think that's the easy way to put it. Uh, I'm I'm not just a Cowboy fan. I, you you called me a typical Cowboy fan a second ago, and I was like, man, typical Cowboy fan think they're going to win it every year. That's not how I am at all, and I know that's not how Brandon is. I like mean, Jerry Jones always saying that exactly it's going to be a Super Bowl every year. You turn on ESPN every year, this is their year, and I'm just like, no, it's not. It's not their year. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Brandon's kind of the same way. It's very... You know, literal, like, no, this is what we have. This is where we're good, where we're not good. And, yeah, we'll be competitive. But, I mean, are we really that as good as people think we are? Sure. We're more cynical now than when we were. True. As we were kids, Nick definitely took advantage of the relationship. (laughs) Everyone has the dumb friend, and I'm the dumb friend (laughs) who in the 90s wanted to bet money against the Cowboys. And Nick was happy to take that bet every week. (laughs) And so here I am betting my lunch money against the Cowboys in the 90s, and it was a tough decade. Well, you uh, guys had Randall Cunningham. There were yeah. er, there were areas you could be excited about. Yeah, but oh, there were great teams. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Great defenses. Yeah. But, a lot, not a lot of wins. <laughs> <laughs> 
NFL back then was different too. Uh, fandom was different back then. You know, we were fans of teams, and mm-hmm. nowadays with and I'm trying to talk to the old man, but kids, you know, NFL is a multi billion dollar industry. Players make more money off endorsements than they do other contracts. Yeah. Kids nowadays they they love players. Mm-hmm. You ask a kid who's your favorite team, and they say Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. You know, that's but true. For a bus, when we were growing up, it's the Eagles. I, I love Randall Cunningham, and until 2000. The year 2000 when he signed with the Cowboys. And I'm like, man's dead to me. Like, it's the Eagles. It's not Randall Cunningham. Sure. So it's changed a lot in that aspect. But Yeah, even even, even my own son, he's, he's like, oh, tell me he can root for whoever he wants. Like, oh, root for the Cowboys, Dad. It's like, oh, it's great. Root for the Cowboys. Uh, but he loves, this is what you just said. He loves my homes. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I might, I might be a Chiefs fan. It's like, you can root for whoever you want. It's like. Just don't tell your granddad. Do what you do, but. Well, isn't that part of like pop culture as it is now? I mean, when Napster first came out, you know, that changed the game because you didn't have to buy a whole CD. You didn't have to buy a whole album. You could buy singles. And it almost seems like like the fan today is a single serving fan. Yeah, fantasy you know? football. Yeah. Like it just. That really changed it because yeah. you, you can root for something every Every week, even when your team's not playing, yeah, you, you have something to, to, to look into. Mm-hmm. I did um, fantasy football one time. Did you pick all Eagles players? Uh, that year? Everyone that I could. Every Eagles player. Uh huh. I think you, you do that? I think you went first place. No, no, you did no, not. That did I not did. happen. That no, I didn't have the cut quarterback, but uh, we got first. Yeah, you didn't have Carson Wentz. I, know I didn't have Todd in either. It was the I don't remember who it was, but yeah, as many Eagles as I could. So, between you two, you you know that you're probably right in that, Nick. A true in true NFL fandom. If you're going to be a true fan, there's a despair aspect to that. You know, it's kind of like if you're going to be a true fan of somebody, that's almost like a debilitating disease. You know, and it comes along with stress, anxiety, moments of joy, happiness. Despair, a lot of despair. Nineteen ninety five was a long time ago. Yeah, ninety five was a long. That's time. true. I mean, we're going on twenty nine years. Yeah, I mean, uh, and 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 you know, real fans will stick with their team no matter what. You know, and, and it's it's funny you, you brought up Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs a minute ago. I always ask people, they're like, "Oh, I'm a Chiefs fan." I'm like, "I'll find out if you're a real Chiefs fan right now. Who was the quarterback before Patrick Mahomes?" Just one quarterback ago. If you can tell me who that guy was, then then I, then I think you're a real Chiefs fan. Yeah. If you literally can't tell me the guy he replaced, I'm not so sure about this mm. this fan that we got going on here. So, and you would be shocked how many people can't they can't yeah. say that's Alex Smith. Like they don't know that. Sure. You know? And yeah. so there's nothing wrong with that. You like Mahomes. You like Tech, and now you cheer for them. That's great. Sure. But don't act like you've been a Chiefs fan for 30 years or something. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me you're an Eagles fan if you didn't live through the 90s. Right. <laughs> how was it, speaking of despair, how did it feel to see Andy Reid really? <laughs> you know, that's the tough thing. It's Get when, to have some victory there. It was. I actually loved it. Really? It's, you know, I say we're not fans of players, we're fans of the team, but during an Eagles fan who doesn't love Andy Reid mm. still, we love Andy Reid, and I was glad the Eagles got theirs first. Yeah, but definitely, yeah, that would have been tough if he would have got his first. Yeah. That would have been a little bittersweet. Yeah, definitely. But it's like, oh, we we got ours, and now you can yeah. have a little sure. piece of it. Too. When he left, it was time to leave on both sides. Obviously, time for a change. Yeah, but man, I love Andy Reid. So was that was that Super Bowl win? 
was that the peak, the pinnacle of your fandom right there? Oh, yeah. Was that what you were working all those yeah. years and holding out for and oh, losing bets? I cried. <laughs> he did. He's not lying. I am not. It was, I don't know how to say it. Like, it was incredible. All those, because I remember the 04 loss to the Patriots. Mm. Ugh, where they cheated and all that. And I told Nick going into the season, I was like, we you know to get to the Super Bowl, it has to be Tom Brady and the Patriots. Like, I don't think I would have been as more satisfied if it was somebody else. Sure. We had to get that game back and it was everything. It was it was incredible. And then when we lost to, you know, last year, I took it like a champ. I was just like, it didn't bother me as much. But uh Because you had reached it. When you, you had, had, when you had, had some recent success. But for the players, I'm sure it was yeah. crippling. But you know, it's like you've tasted some victory, and 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 when you have a good team, and you know they're going to be competitive for a few years at least, because you know Hertz is what he is, and and everything else. It's well, the Eagles are one of the oldest teams in the league, and there's been some fans that come and gone and never got to see it. You know, right? Mm-hmm. Never got to see the Eagles finally make it. So I was what was, inception in 1933, something oh, like that. Something like that, yeah. Wow. So Nick, it you talk we talk about, you know, when you get there and finally getting to see that. And you've been to that point and you were at that point for such a long time. Does it still taste sweet or has it been so long that there is a there's a sense of urgency and a sense of like heartache that's now there? Oh yeah, it feels like you've never won at this point because it's it's literally been three decades. Yeah, um, and I think if they would have had some some competitive teams where maybe you make some NFC Championship games or you go to a couple of Super Bowls, truth is they haven't even been close. Yeah, I mean yeah, you might have had the number one seed a couple of years, um, but these divisional round exits are just I mean it's just what it is. I sure. mean you can't can't overlook it. You're zero championship game appearances that whole time. Yeah, and so I mean. You're just, you're not, I mean, are they competitive? Have they been competitive at certain times? Yes. Has there been promise? And it's looked like, hey, maybe they can make a run this year. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but at the end of the day, they just have not been able to put, you know, a couple of wins together. Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes it's injury. Sometimes it's, you know, referee making a call. Um I, Green Bay, that's the one for me. I mean, oh, Des caught it. I mean, they'd, and they'd already gone to Seattle that year and won earlier in the year. So yeah. they would have gone to Seattle the next week. And uh, I'm not saying they would have won that game. And, and there was plenty of time left, like if if, if, if they called that a catch. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe Rodgers goes down and gets the game winner. Maybe they don't even win that game. But, you know, just an injury here, a call there. It's like what, you know, what could have happened. But they just have consistently not been – as competitive as they need to be. Sure. So yeah, it feels like it feels like we literally. It would feel like my team is winning it for the first time again, basically. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, because there's not there's not. A, I mean, other than Jerry, there's not any remnants anymore from those previous years. You know, do these kids even remember who these guys were? No, they don't. They do they, they weren't even alive. I mean, yeah. you think. Yeah. I mean, you know. The, that's a long time ago, man. Yeah, sure. I mean, a long time ago. Yeah. So. All right. Well, guys, part of the reason we, we got to have you two guys on is because the next round of this rivalry comes up. And I know you all already know the schedule. Sunday, November the 5th, next Sunday after this comes out, the Cowboys travel over to Philadelphia 
Philadelphia seven and one right now, mm-hmm. top of the league. However, the Cowboys five and two. What a turnaround since the 49ers game. And I think it's like eleven straight home victories dating back to last year at this point. Yeah. And that, that 49ers loss was a was a bad loss. Yeah. Uh, Arizona went even worse, but you know. Four of their first six were on the road, and yeah. so it's hard to win on the road in the NFL. I mean, even bad teams can play well at home, and um, so I think you know they, they've definitely played better at home three in a row. You know, th- this year, obviously. And, uh, well, this game on Sunday, I mean, they they I made the Rams is, look is this in ridiculous. Or is it in no, Philly? it's in Phil. It's, it's in, in Philly. Philadelphia. Okay. I got tickets to the Dallas game coming. Oh, up. that's right, you do. That's right, you do. That's right. December tenth. Yeah. yeah, and he thinks he's going to get on the field. <laughs> <laughs> well, as what happens uh, sometimes when Brandon goes to games, <laughs> they can be lopsided, yeah. and so Nick, and I don't, and I don't mean in the favor of the Cowboys. And sure, so yeah. people start to leave, and then Brandon goes from where he was sitting up top to front row on the forty yard yeah. line because there's literally no one there. Yeah. That's happened several times. Me and Nick been to several mm-hmm. Cowboys Eagles, and I think every time we go, the Eagles win. And he won't go anymore. No, I'm, I won't go to his house and watch a game. Like I, I just no. It's just it's like the kiss of death. So the friendship only goes so far. We'll be friends, but I'm gonna watch the game in my I own home. I will not go over there. I will not give him home field advantage. Y'all text each other during oh, the game. Yeah, oh, we blow each other. I mean, this Brandon's the master of the gif. You know, he'll send you something really oh, good. Oh, they're hilarious. Oh yeah, they are. <laughs> no, it was e- about, even when they hurt, they're still funny. It's like all oh, that hurts, but that's funny. <laughs> about ten years ago, the Cowboys Eagles play and Cow- Eagles lost. <laughs> Next day at work, I get this bouquet of like flowers and balloons and it says "Sorry for your loss." <laughs> and Nick had sent it. To work, I was like, "Oh my god!" Sent to his classroom. That's so. And good. No, but the best part, we didn't tell him the best part. I signed the card, and then like this empathetic card, and I signed it, Tony Romo, your favorite quarterback, Tony <laughs> Romo, center. And so, I just I'm teaching class, and all of a sudden the door pops open, and I look over, and he is just standing there staring. I mean, the kids are like, "What is going on right now?" Like the stare down, and uh, uh the eyes meet. Well, it's going to be a great game no matter what. Well, yeah. in preparation for this game, in honor of this game coming up, we got a little game plan for you guys. We are going to play Who is the Greatest Fan? Mm-hmm. So we got Brandon Harris representing the Philadelphia Eagles, Nick Mears representing the Cowboys. Oh and this is two rounds. First round is trivia. Okay. Eagles trivia and Cowboys trivia. Yeah. But. There's a twist to this one, okay? Because neither one of you guys are going to be answering trivia for your own team. Oh, better. If oh. you're a real fan, how well do you know your enemy? Oh, my goodness. So, Nick, you're going to be answering trivia on Eagles questions. And, Brandon, you're answering Cowboys trivia. See, I got trivia. the advantage. I'm about to say, you up, do have the advantage. Yeah, growing up, we didn't have the internet. And the Eagles games weren't on TV here, so... Cowboys were in your face all the time, so I should know. Hopefully, something. Did you just have to wait until Sports Center to see the highlights? Yeah. Well, I didn't have Sports Center back then. It was. Oh man, it was it was newspaper. Tough go. It was yeah. literally newspaper. No, <laughs> it was literally, literally newspaper. I remember those days. Kids yeah. were listening to this. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> newspaper. Yeah, newspaper. <laughs> all right, here we go. Round one trivia. We're going to start with Nick. Nick Mears. Round one. Here's your question. How many Super Bowls have the Philadelphia Eagles played in? 
How many Super Bowls have the Philadelphia Eagles played in? I want to say three. We'll go three. Final answer. Final answer. It's four. Uh, it's four. Loss in 80. Oh, I forget about that Patriots yeah. loss. No, I knew the 80 no, loss. we lost to the Raiders, and then we lost yeah. to the Patriots in 04. Then we won You had two, loss, two losses. I forget yeah. last year's, I think. No, I'm not forgetting last oh. year's. That was we the have one three that was losses. won. Yeah. No points on that one. Got it. Brandon Harris. How many Super Bowls had the Dallas Cowboys played in since their inception? Mm. How many Super Bowls have the Dallas Cowboys played in since their inception? This is tough because there was a lot before you were born. It's easier to know how many they won. It's a lot harder right. to know how many exactly. they've played in. We'll go six. Six. Oh. Nick, you want to take a guess? It's eight. It's eight. Really? Eight Super Bowls. Eight. Wow, that's a I lot I think of that's losing. league lead, right? That's the top. You know, I, I the honestly most? don't know that it's up there. I, I think it's a lot of loss. No points in the first. Five, uh, one, four? Five and three. One, five. Oh, I thought you were like playing for the thumb. What was the whole playing for the thumb thing? Uh, I was playing back in the day. I was if it was 95, they got it, I guess. I don't wow. know. See, that's, that's deep right there. Yeah, the, the Steelers in the 70s, that was, I mean, they were the team of the 70s, but, oh, yeah. but they yeah. beat us twice by four points in both games. I mean, it yeah. was, they were those games could have gone either way, really. So, yeah. but I mean, you look at that doomsday defense, they were constantly shutting down opponents. Yeah. So. All right, let's go to our next set of questions here. Nick Mears. What Philadelphia Eagle player holds the franchise record for the most passing yards in a single game. Which player holds the franchise record for the most passing yards in a single game? And I'll tell you, it's 464. That's tough. No way. It's, it can't be Cunningham. They didn't throw up that much back then. He, he could sling it, though. It's is it somebody obscure, like some random somebody is not the you know, Wentz. Is it going to be obvious or is it going to be? That's obscure? what I'm saying. Like some Clint Longley on Thanksgiving being Washington in 1970, <laughs> whatever you know, kind of thing. Um, Brandon's smiling. I think he knows. Man, I got to guess, but I don't. I don't think I know for sure. I know who has the most touchdowns in a single game. <sighs> I'm going to go. I'm just going to have to throw somebody out there because I, I really don't know. I don't have a clue. Um, I'm going to go Randall Cunningham. I'm going to go with Randall. Randall Cunningham is number two. Number two. Donovan McNabb yeah. has a single game passing. See, that was the easy answer I thought. I was going to go with Garcia. Remember him? <laughs> yeah, Jeff threw it up there a lot. Yeah. McNabb, huh? Mm-hmm. You don't have the most touchdowns on there, do you? I don't. No, sir. Nick you don't Foles, get an easy Nick one. Foles, I, yeah, I, I knew that one. I could have answered, answered that one. Seven <laughs> touchdowns. All right. Brandon, here's your question. What future Hall of Famer holds the franchise record for the most passing yards with 32,942? For the Cowboys? 
for the Cowboys. That's got to be Romo, that's, right? That's got to be Romo. Final answer? Oh, yeah. Uh, Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman's not in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. I thought you said future, you said future Hall of Famer. At the time when he was. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Is that what threw it off? Yeah, right that's probably what threw oh, it off. I'm sorry. Because I was like, I was like, oh, that's Romo. That's I meant when he was in his career, he was a future Hall oh, of Famer. Okay. Oh. Hey, that question shouldn't even apply. No. I see what you're saying. Wasn't now, bad question. <laughs> what Hall of Famer? <laughs> I should have just left that off all completely. Yeah. Because you could, I mean, you look at Staubach. I thought Romo had more than Aikman, though. Total career passing yards? Yeah, I mean, I thought so. 32-9-42. Troy. Sound accurate? Troy was a beast. Uh, Am I going to have to go back and look at my numbers? We might have to check that. The thing of it is, is that Romo didn't play early. Check me. Send me a message if we're wrong. Romo didn't play early, and he got injured at the end. So, you know, if you're talking, he did play through for more yards per game, but Mm -hmm. didn't play as much as a Monroe. I mean, I really couldn't tell you the answer to that, but... Okay, I got a couple of softballs for you guys here. Oh, Let's get some points on I'm the board. I'm going to be embarrassed when I miss these. Nick Maris, who is the winningest coach in Eagle franchise well, it's history? Be Andy Reid. Correct. Andy Reid. Heartbreaker himself. Andy when he Reed. left Philly, I was hoping he'd come to Dallas. Yeah. Like he, we took, he took a year off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just like, oh my goodness, if we could land this guy. Oh, no, I don't know. He didn't take it. He didn't pick up at the time. Did he not take no, a year off? He got snatched up immediately. Was that when y'all got Barry Switzer? No, that was way later. Was it? Yeah, that's because he didn't leave. I mean, he left in 2000 and what? When did he leave Philly? Oh, so. Oh, yeah. He was 2012? It was. It was he, he, he drafted. He went the year that they drafted Mahomes was his first year in Kansas City. Yeah. Okay. All right, Brandon. No pressure, Brandon. You got one right. He's got one. One for Mears. What is the name of the Cowboys mascot? Oh, man. I got a couple of names for it. But. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. What is oh. the name of the Cowboys mascot? Man. Runs around with that big old hat on. Oh, yeah. Big old boots. I'm not a clue. <laughs> Derpy the cowboy. I don't know. <laughs> that is incorrect. It's actually rowdy. Okay. A rowdy. Sounds like a cowboy bull rider kind yeah. of name. Rowdy. Yeah, sounds tough. <laughs> we need something tough. <laughs> okay. One to zero. Nick has a slight lead. Back to mirrors. The Eagles went to their first Super Bowl. Super Bowl 15. Who did they face at Super Bowl 15? One Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Steelers? Final answer. Final, I've already said it. You're giving me a hint. I'm not going to take the hint, though. I'm going to say final answer. You're. Why are you so good about being on the rules? It's the Raiders, ain't it? At Oakland Raiders, are that's you right. That? He what gave was you it, an was, out. Was, was it a guess? Was it 1980? 1980. Can you imagine that? So they, they played it in 81, though. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Because, because the Steelers won the 1980. It was the 79 season, yes. but they played it in 80. But they play in 80. And that's what that's what kind of goes like, oh, if it was 80, it had to have been Pittsburgh's last one. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that game, the Oakland in the 80s, the Philadelphia Eagles in the 80s? Oh. 
or I some mean, crimes committed on the field. I was about field. to say, how many, how many people got arrested after that game? I'm not talking about the fans. I'm talking about the players. Yeah. 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 Uh, is that how they start every training camp? Uh, understanding the Miranda rights? Is yeah. that what they do? Philadelphia is seriously the first professional sports team to have to install a jail cell in the stadium. The Eagles Is were. that true? That's true. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, at the bottom of Veterans, I've heard that before. <laughs> they got up. a jail down yeah. there. They were the first team to ever do it. Just made it easier. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Slight miss on that one. Brandon, <clears throat> here's your chance to tie. All right. The Cowboys have the record for the fewest points allowed in the Super Bowl. Three. Who did they play against when they held them to three? We're going to call it Buffalo. You know that's not true, and I feel like that's a jab <laughs> at me because you don't know, so you're like, I might as well jab it at Kano. <laughs> Cincinnati came to mind, but I think that was the 49ers who were playing them. Yeah. It's not, it's not Buffalo. It's not Buffalo. Oh. Good guess. Nick. Miami, right? Miami Dolphins, Dolphins. Super Bowl six. Yeah. Held the three points. But then the Rams tied that, correct? Against the Patriots? Uh, I held a three? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know. I have to look that up. Don't take that from him. Let him have it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Final, final set of questions here. Nick Mears. These are not as easy as I thought they were going to be. No, I, I did research. You I really did, tried to make did. them good. Which infamous Eagle was named as the 2010 NFL Comeback Player of the Year? Which infamous Eagle was named as the 2010 NFL Comeback Player of the Year? I'm trying to think of where my Super Bowl was. T.O.? Oh, that would have been a really good guess. Yeah, coming off the coming off the That was fourteen though. It's fourteen. That's so what I was trying to think of the year of that. I was trying to think of you got hurt and broke his leg in that Super Bowl and ended up pulling mm-hmm. through it. And mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just that's the one that came to mind. Good guess. And he was still a great player after that. And yeah. Came back, but do you know, Brandon? Man in ten, so two thousand ten. Hmm. The only player to ever come back from a stint in the correctional facility. Oh, was that way back then? Though, how back then, Michael Vick. Michael Vick. How, how did I not Michael get that Vick. right? Oh yeah. my goodness! I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking injury coming back yeah. from injury is what I was thinking. Parole. <laughs> <laughs> He oh. came back. Oh, no, he totally oh, came yeah. back. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, he came back in a big way. Like yeah, he, was, he did. He was huge for Philly. All right, Brandon, last chance. What Cowboys player was the first player in NFL history to be named the Super Bowl MVP on the losing team? The first player Gosh, in NFL history to be named the Super Bowl MVP on the losing team. Hmm. I know this, but this is very hard. <laughs> it's a hard question. Well, I gave you the hard one. I had to get no, this one no, hard I, too. I don't. Rem- I mean, I don't remember because I don't remember those Cowboys losses. Those were before my time. Oh, yeah, way before our time. Yeah. 
I'm not sure. Nick. No. Chuck Howley. Chuck Howley. Super Bowl five. Super Bowl five. I mean, that's like so before our time. Yeah. Who is that? But Baltimore Colts? Yeah, we lost 16-13. It's yeah, like the worst. Googled at the end. It was like the worst Super Bowl ever. Like both teams, <laughs> no, both teams turned it over like five times each. It was literally it was just sloppy, ugly, the sloppiest, ugliest game ever. And he had like two interceptions and a fumble recovery. Like he was all over the field, led the game in tackles. I think he scored a touchdown. Like he was just everywhere. Yeah. So clearly the best player that day, even though we lost. But it's okay. the only time that's happened too. Gotcha. Should have been last year. Jalen Hurts put all kinds of records up that game and right. should have been MVP. Mm-hmm. Even though they I don't lost. think they'll ever do that again. No, it's not. No, it's too much, too much money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a controversial call. Yeah. Okay. So round one goes to Nick. Hmm. Round two, Brandon, this is where you might be able to gain know. some ground. So I'm going to give you all a second to face your chairs towards each other, fix your mics. Because round two is going to be the playground insults game. Oh, no. Round two. Take notes? (laughs) He did his homework. He said said we're going to come up with some stuff. Okay, so round two, this is the way that this works. You guys are going to be kids again. 35 years ago, just an Eagles fan and a Cowboys fan on the playground. And you're going to do your best jokes and insults at one another. And if you can make the other person, if you laugh, the other person gets a point. And so, no rhyme or reason to this game. It's all about who can get at the other one. Y'all have had years of practice. Who who wants to start here? Well, I mean, Nick's got notes. I'm, I'm going first. I'm going first. Okay. Serve mirrors. Go go easy here. What's the difference between an Eagles fan and a baby? The baby will stop whining after a while. <laughs> okay. There's one. one for me. One for me. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Um, Just old Cowboys jokes? Anything you got? Well, let's... Um, I remember the new... What was it? The new Cowboys Ring of Honor was your honor. Because <laughs> 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 we're constantly getting arrested. Okay. Uh, uh, that's one. All right, that's good. Um, a wife was about to put her son in a Philadelphia Eagles jersey, but her husband had to remind her that it was a choking hazard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Some of these don't work because the Eagles are good right now. Oh, like, it's like uh, you got no, some good yeah. ones. That, like like even us, like we're not great, but we're we're good. So some of these, it's like eh, but it's still funny. But you can still say it after last year. Oh, dude, I don't, I don't. If you talk, don't win the last game, it doesn't matter. Hey, we are so far from winning the last game. <laughs> remember, it's a softball one, but I remember speaking of kids, <laughs> it's the parents were getting divorced and. They go to court and they ask the kids who they want to live with. And they say the Cowboys because Cowboys don't beat them like mom and dad do. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little naughty. I like that. That's, that was good. That, that's two. Two, two. Oh, my goodness. Back to mirrors. 
Which clever pig became a Philadelphia Eagle? Randall Cunningham. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one for me. <laughs> he liked that one. Did you that's, see his reaction? Funny. He liked well, that I'm one. I'm a dad now, so I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah that was a good, good. That was a great dad. That was a great dad joke. Me oh, yeah. Now. oh yeah, great dad joke. Oh, this supposed to be good one. That the NFL should start showing Dallas Cowboys games on the History Channel. Because their fans always love talking about the past. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Nick gets a point for bread and loving at the seven show. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me see here. What's the difference between the Philadelphia Eagles and a dollar bill? Still get four quarters out of the dollar. <clears throat> Ouch. What do the Dallas Cowboys and Billy Graham have in common? I'm a f- they can both make crowds of 100,000 stand up and yell, Jesus. Did you hear the Lincoln Financial Field had to be resodded? That's really sad when you can't even get your own grass to root for you. <laughs> that's, oh, what, that's, that's, right. that's a oh, good one. That's another dad joke. Yeah, that was a good I'm one. I'm a dad. That's what yeah. I have. I have dad jokes. Oh, that's good. It's what I have. Did you hear about the anthrax scare at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium? No. Since a white powder was found on the Cowboys field. The offense had never seen anything like it before. Upon further inspection, it was the goal line. <laughs> I thought that joke was going uh, a different direction. I'm so glad. It did. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a Michael uh, Irving joke. Oh, white so lines in the went. 90s, yeah. Okay. What's the difference between Philadelphia Eagles fans and mosquitoes? Mosquitoes are only annoying in the summer. Trying to hold it back there, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, he's holding on that yeah, that's, that's He fought little, that one. A little bit of truth he's there. He's still fighting. Oh, this one's close to my heart. Why is it considered safe to date a girl who's a Dallas Cowboys fan? Because she'll never expect a ring. Oh, that hurt. Oh. <laughs> Might have to edit that one out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get a point. He's laughing at his own joke. Yeah, that's he a point. is laughing at his mirrors. own joke. I got to go home after this. I'm, uh, this is funny. This is a little, little, little blast of the past. What kind of pastry did Carson Wentz like? Turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> that's a laugh right there. That is a laugh. And I'm about out. I got one more. One more. Right, yeah, give me one more each. Give me one more good one each. Okay. This is true. This isn't, it's kind of funny, but it's just truth. According to a new poll, 95% of people love Sundays. Hmm. The other 5% are Philadelphia Eagles fans. <laughs> oh, he held off on that one. We'll go with this one. What do the Cowboys and a Chick-fil-A manager have in common? Neither one shows up for work on Sunday. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we'll conclude there on the franchise favorite for chicken in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think Nick Mears gets the slight victory today on fandom. Mr. Harris might have been held back a little handicapped because we're a safe for work podcast. <laughs> yeah. And Nick Mears wins with the dad jokes. Oh, Some really dad good jokes ones. Good. I'm all about the dad, oh, yeah. dad jokes. Well, gentlemen, thanks for coming in today. And I think this finally will be settled on November the 5th. This is just a precursor. This November is, the 1st. This, this will not be settled. This this will not be settled November. <laughs> this, this will go on forever. Well, until, because we'll see each other yeah. again in December. Yeah. And then who knows what happens in the playoffs. Well, I'm saying 28-14. As, as, as a Cowboys fan, there's always next year. And so this will go on for year after year after year. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. You saying twenty eight fourteen Eagles? Mm-hmm. If if this was in Dallas, I would say Dallas would win. I would I would call upset just because we we have really played well at home. We have not fared well on the road, but I think it's going to be closer than that. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go low scoring game. I'm gonna say defenses show up. Mm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. 2017 Eagles. 2017. Yeah. Wait, Eagles? <laughs> huh? Did you just say Eagles? Did I just say Eagles? Yeah. Yeah. He knows. The, the, this is where the you know your team. <laughs> I mean, you, you 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 are what you are. Like I said, if this was in Dallas, when we yeah. play them again, when he goes to yeah. that game, they're going to lose. The Eagles are going to lose when they play in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. To win, I'm there. Never lost. But I won't be there. Just saying. (laughs) Just just saying. If the Eagles don't win this game, that that would be a pretty pretty big loss for them, really. I mean, they wouldn't hurt their record. I mean, they're still going to have a great record, not in danger of missing the playoffs. But I mean, they're just games that you should win, and that's a game at home when you have the best record in the NFC is a game you should win. A loss at home so, ties the division at six two apiece. Well, it's not really a tie because we'd have the tiebreaker, so we would be in first. Wow! So it's no. We'd be seven two. You're oh, right. You've already seven, had that's true. Half game true. back. Half game. Yeah, but yeah. we may just rest our starters the same. Oh, is that playing. is that how it's going? <laughs> okay. All right. uh, we shall see. We shall ever see. Ever the schemist. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I want to thank y'all for coming on the Border Sports Podcast. Appreciate you. And yeah, thanks for having us. Man. Yeah, not a problem. It was fun. That's the end of our show for today, guys. Thanks for listening in. We'll be back next week with more border sports information. We'll be talking about playoffs, I'm sure, in football and getting ready for some basketball action. Have a great day. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Border Sports Podcast. Thanks again to our official sponsor, Plumley Real Estate Group. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram to join the conversation. And feel free to contact us with any comments, questions, or advertising inquiries at borgersportspod at gmail.com. It would also be a huge help if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. And make sure you give us a five-star rating as well. The Borger Sports Podcast is hosted by Michael Kano and mixed and produced by me, Michael Williams. Once again, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.